0: Good evening, Wisdom Eccentrics by Chang Rinpoche, chapter 25. Oral transmission is any instruction or explanation which is given in the context of Dzogchen. This was, in fact, as far as I was concerned, every word that Rinpoche uttered. Oh yeah. Chapter 25, Why Don't You Ride Horses? The day arrived, as they usually do, one after another, but this one was different. Rinpoche greeted me in an exceedingly affable manner. Affability was something that had become more common as our time had proceeded together. He no longer scowled at me as I walked through the door and he no longer barked at me. He no longer even shouted at me suddenly or asked me questions that almost made my bowels dissolve. Do you ride horses? No, Rinpoche. I went for a donkey ride at the seaside when I was a child, but I don't think that counts. I think it had digestive problems because it suffered almost constant flatulence the entire length of the beach. Rinpoche laughed and shook his head. Why don't you ride horses? Rinpoche asked, but seemingly out of curiosity rather than anything else. It was almost always odd when we had ostensibly normal conversation. No reason, Rinpoche, apart from the fact that it's expensive. People like me don't ride horses in England. Rymshay knitted his brow slightly. There was a question in his expression and so I took the cue. I'm working class, you see, and riding horses is something that isn't normal for working class people. I don't know how much it costs, but I'd have to be quite well off in order to do that. Rymshay nodded slightly. In Tibet I rode horses, many Nyingma lamas rode horses, Dol rode, and so did Dujum Lingpa. You remember the story? Yes, Rinpoche, I remember it well. It's one of my favourite stories. Yeah, you will ride one day, Rinpoche commented quite matter-of-factly. Not soon. but. Maybe when you are my age, it will come. Is it important for me to ride, Rimshay? Oh yeah, you must ride, Anakpa must ride. Anakpa must be like Lingesa. We are warriors of Lingesa's army. We must ride to overcome the savage Tomyors who harm others and you must teach your students to write. Well, I had no students and the idea was almost inconceivable that I should ever be called upon to teach anyone anything, even though I'd once been working my way toward being an art school lecturer. So I will become wealthy? No, Rimshay laughed. You will not need to become wealthy. Just remember my words. They are only words for you to hear. No need to tell others about my words until there is some purpose. You will know when that time comes. I have a story to tell you about horse racing. Jamyang Khyentse Wangpo, Jangong Kongtru Ludro Taye and Chogyo Lingpa were all horsemen. They were good riders, and one day they came together and decided they'd have a race. They made no great secret of it. In fact, they made sure that news got around. The perfect day was selected for the race, and people began to make arrangements to be there. People came from considerable distances to witness this event, because when three such llamas decide on such a thing, it's obviously of paramount significance. You'd have to be an idiot not to understand that. No one knew why they decided to have this race, and no one asked. The fact that the decision had been made wasn't quite enough. The day arrived, and there were getting on 1,000 people there to witness the spectacle. Many tents had been erected, and food had been prepared for a great feast. The race commenced and was concluded. It wasn't quite clear who won the race, but Janggong Kongtrul came in last. Kongtrul wept. Rinpoche paused for some moments, looking at me in a slightly wistful manner. After a while, he nodded and continued. So, Hiense, Kongtrul, and Chugyurlingpa went to the feast, and afterwards Kongtrul went into retreat. Those who had seen Kongtrul weep were curious. It was incomprehensible that Kongtrul should weep merely because he'd come last in a horse race. The Gollop riders didn't weep, nor did the Compass, so why should a great Lama like Kongtrul weep? it was not appropriate to ask, obviously, but when Kongtrul emerged from his retreat, he explained, there was more in this race than winning and losing. I know from coming last that I will outlive Jamyang Kiense and Chuggyu Lingpa. I shall still be running my race when they have gone to meet Padmasambhava and Yeshitsoglu in the dimension of the Copper Mountain. Rinpoche raised his glass of beer. Kelpa He took a draught to slake his thirst and said, "Ya, I will win this race of life before you, but you must be a rider. There is no reason to speak of this, but every moment is important and the time we spend together is transient. Even for the great lamas, there is sadness when such valuable friends die. It is not a problem to be sad. It is only a problem when there is self-obsessed clinging to fixed form. You can feel sad when you remember a friend who dies. But that sadness does not have to be a solid thing. You don't have to carry it like a great weight. You have known this sadness already, I think. Yes, Rinpoche, when my friends Ron and Steve died. I am sad now when I mention their names. I could even cry if I let my mind settle on the times we spent together. But then it's gone and I feel fine in the next minute. Yeah, then you understand. We sat in silence for some time, and it actually felt quite comfortable. There was no more to say, and I got no sense that Rimchet wanted me to leave. I occasionally took a sip of my beer. If the truth were known, I wanted to make that beer last as long as possible. The emptying of my glass often portended my dismissal, but that had been a less frequent occurrence of late. Suddenly Rinpoche spoke again. You say that when you were a child, you rode a donkey. I nodded. Did I tell you the story of how Drukpa Kunle taught a donkey to chant? Rinpoche didn't wait for an answer. I will tell you that story now. It's a good story. Drukpa Kunle arrived at a gompa one day and found a monastic ritual in progress. It was one of those situations where the outer performance was good, but there wasn't much else. They were all well-dressed. Some even had very fine, dark, maroon tonars like yours, Rinpoche interjected with a chuckle. The chant master was obviously very proud of his voice and made sure that however loud the monks chanted, he was always the loudest. The chant master wore an extremely high crested taisha hat that must have been the wonder of the assembly. He held notes longer and made sure that he was noticed in so doing. Drukpa ambled in and plumped himself down without ceremony. He observed the situation for a while and shook his head with dismay. Tom you're, he muttered, and departed. The monks had noticed this individual come and go and were slightly apprehensive. Drukpa Kunle was known to have arrived in the vicinity, and they were wondering whether this was the man himself. He was dressed unusually. Like a hybrid between a Nakpa and a Golok warrior. Yes, it probably was Drukpakunli. The next day Drukpakunli returned leading a donkey who, whom he had equipped with a zecha hat. Not anything near so fine as that worn by the chant master, but basically the same model. As the monastic orchestra struck up their opening to the ritual, Drukpa Kunle patted the donkey rhythmically and it began to bray in a similar manner to the chant master. The chant master immediately called a halt to the proceeding and demanded to know why Drukpa Kunle had chosen to insult him and defile the ceremony. Well, Drukpa Kunle replied, I was worried that you were going to strain your throat with all that loud chanting. I couldn't see how you were going to keep it up day after day and thought I'd bring in some help. My friend here has a fine voice. Not quite equal to yours, but most people wouldn't know the difference. Drukpa Kunle rose to his feet and left the courtyard with his donkey without waiting for a reply. Do you think, Rinpoche, I asked, if there was someone like Drukpa Pakunli at this present time that something like that might still happen? Rinpoche laughed. No, but it should happen. Maybe sometimes it happens still, but it is more subtle and hard to see. Anyhow, Drukpa Kunle could act in this way because there was great respect. Even though some people were angry with him, they knew who he was. Nowadays, there are few great yogis. Dongzi Trinli Norbu Rinpoche is such a yogi, and his activity is limitless. You must try to meet him one day. There are many stories about Dungsi Trinli Norbu Rinpoche. Do you think it would be good if there was someone as outrageous as druk ma today, who could cure idiocy? Rinpoche grinned. Oh yeah, good, but too many idiots and too few who would listen. Also, there is no use if a person just gets a bad name. There are some lamas who have a bad name because there are too many idiots with high rank who make idiot comments and that causes confusion. Also, it is important that the result is seen as non-dual activity. There is one story of Drukpakunli that I will tell now. There was a monk at one time, a good monk as it happens, and he'd had a tanker painted of his yidam. He was sad, however, that he hadn't been able to commission any gold work to be incorporated into the image, as he was too poor for such an expense. Although he was poor, he was sincere and determined. He decided that as he could not afford gold, he would make a pilgrimage to the monastery of Pema Lingpa, and hoped to ask that great lama to authenticate his tanka. It was a long journey and he was worn out by the time he arrived at the foot of the hill on which pemalingpa's gompa was situated. He decided to rest before the final ascent and as he sat in the shade, Drukpa Kunli appeared walking down the road from the gompa. You're an old monk with a tanker, aren't you? The old monk nodded agreement with Drukpakunli's observation. Yah, I thought as much, but where are you going with that tanker? The monk answered politely that he was hoping to see Pamalingpa. I hope he will be so kind as to authenticate my tanker. Drukpakunli shook his head. Pfft The sodomites are all busy up there, those who aren't trying to memorise texts are dreaming of the buttocks of child monks, and those who are too old for buggery are plotting mischief. Pema Lingpa has his work cut out trying to make any of them do anything sensible. Now, as it happens, the old monk was not an idiot. And it occurred to him that he might be in the presence of Drukpakunli. Who else would speak in such a way? If you are Drukpakunli, and if Pemalingpa is so busy, will you in- authenticate my tanka? Ha! Huh, you know my name, do you? But are you serious in your request? If you know who I am, then you must know that I am likely to do something disgraceful. The old monk looked a little nervous, but replied, you are like Pemalingpa, so I will be grateful if you would honor me by authenticating my tanka. Drukpa Kunli asked him to unroll the tanka and stretch it out. As soon as it was thus unfurled, Drukpa flipped up his sham tub whipped out his schlong and urinated all over the tanker. There you are, my friend. That's how Drukpa Kunli authenticates a tanker. But now I must be on my way. The poor monk was utterly shocked and stood aghast as the urine dripped from his tanker. He waited till the sun had dried it out and decided he'd better try to see Pemalingpa after all. The tanker didn't appear to be damaged, but he was unsure about the propriety of the act which Drukpa Kunli had perpetrated. He knew that Drukpa Kunli was famous for these actions, but what if it had not been Drukpa Kunli? What if it had just been some mashugana with a perverse sense of humour? The old monk made his way up the hill and sought an audience with Pemalingpa. To cut a long story short, Pemalingpa put the old monk's mind at rest. Sure, it was Drukpa Kundli. Just look at your tanka. The old monk unrolled his tanka and found that it was ornamented with gold. I wish I could get that maniac to piss on our tankers. Rinpoche could see that I'd enjoyed the story. He poured more beer and announced, if you can gild tankers like this, then you would be invited to piss on everything. Not every lama is like Druk Bakunli or Dokiense. With less power, the acts must be less, but in the present time there are too many tom They have closed minds and gossip too much. You will find that there is a great deal of gossip around Dharma centres. Always, where there are tom-yours, there is gossip. tom become frightened by what they don't understand. And they don't have enough intelligence to look for the meaning according to dharma this is why we've talked so much about principle and function in the stories of lamas i've met idiots i offered but the idea of ever doing anything to help them seems almost impossible for me at least tom yours rinpoche asked what kind of tom yours Idiots like me, I suppose. Ha! Now you try very hard to become a tom again, Rinpoche stated flatly, but without any of the harshness of voice he'd employed during our initial discussions. Tell me again, but without nonsense Tom-yore humility. The idiots who want status, but it's more than that. Enjoying admiration isn't such a big problem. I can enjoy praise and applause, as I did when I was on stage as a vocalist. The problem comes when people want applause at the expense of others. It's when they're selfish about it. When they're unkind to others and try to exclude others. When they're haughty and arrogant. When they use knowledge of Dharma to make others look stupid. When they point out the faults of others in order to look special. When actually the list could go on and on. Rinpoche laughed. So not like you then? Well, no, I don't do those things. I do other things. and probably other people can see those things better than I can. Yeah, he laughed. You wear the big important tulku dark maroon tona. Rinpoche teased me about that toner quite often and I'd got used to it. It made me laugh every time he mentioned it and I swore I'd give it away as soon as I could have another maid. You can do nothing for this kind of Tomyaw, other than being natural. Just remain natural. Be friendly to all, but never let Tomyaw's cause you problems either. Yeah. So, tomorrow you must bring writing paper. Because I will tell you something important, and there may be many details.